Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Welcome to Couple of Flicks. So today we're talking about our um, top five favorite horror films of the 21st century so far. So. Yeah, yeah. So, which of you want to go first? Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you guys can go first. I'll choose one that you might not say then. Because okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. assuming we have some of the similar picks. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Do you want to go first? Sure. All right. Cool. I'm still uncertain about this list. That's all but... right. I'm I'm uncertain <laughs> about my list too. So. Yeah. Uh, so at number five, I have Antichrist. Ah. Oh, okay. If, if if you count it as a horror movie. I definitely sure, do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. Antichrist. It's an intense one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely love nature. I love being outside in nature. And one of the best things about nature is how ugly and hideous it is. This film definitely nailed that. I gotta say, you know. Yeah. I mean, my favorite scenes in the movie were the scenes with the like with the talking fox and <laughs> and the dead deer, or not the 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 deer with the stillborn uh, baby that was kind of hanging out <laughs> at the end of it, like yeah. and like. Uh, all the stuff that was going on with the birds and all that stuff like and the scene where Willem Dafoe and he has all the deer like when he wakes up and he has all the deer ticks all over his arm like those are some of my favorite parts of the movie I mean to me like people don't speak about the horror of nature you know and yeah that film that spoke very closely to that in a way that I found quite intimate actually you know <laughs> yeah that was a very well done movie you know so yeah, I just like Lars von Trier as well. So, mm. oh, yeah, he's great. Lars von Trier, yeah, man, that guy, what a what an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dancer in the Dark is one of my favorite movies of all time, though. You know, I will admit, and I mean, you know, I know he's kind of one of those filmmakers that's kind of cool to hate for some people, but yeah. I mean, his films have always been, you know, for me at least, you know, challenging in a way that I like, you know. He's he's good at making stuff that's uncomfortable and uncompromising yeah. and yeah. heavy. Have, you know. have either of you seen a uh, house that Jack built yet? Yeah, yeah. No, I never saw it. I liked it. You know, it was there were def again. It was very heavy, like the rest of his films were and are just in general. But um, I mean, there were things about it that I th that I found certainly very thought-provoking i mean it, it it was a challenging movie and you know you can you could say that about all of his films but this one was challenging in a way that was you know may, that might be a little bit more irritating for some people because it's kind of more morally challenging yeah i guess you could say like because you're really i mean you're following this guy and you, you pretty much are supposed to kind of be in his head i mean this it goes way beyond something like Henry portrait of a serial killer would do, you know, it's, it kind of more explores sort of the more narcissistic aspect of like a sociopathic mind. And, but it's done by Lars von Trier, who some people would argue is, has sociopathic tendencies. So that kind of <laughs> gives it another layer, which, 
I mean, to me, like, in my opinion to Lars von Trier is that he's just an awkward guy and he has a lot of serious problems, which of course, you know, I'm not going to like excuse his, his behavior or anything like that. Like just because he has mental illnesses doesn't mean that he should like be, you know, making jokes about Hitler at the Cannes film festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think that he, j- but in my opinion though, like that's just, that's him. I mean, that's just who he is. And I, he, I don't know. He doesn't affect my personal life personally. So yeah. I, and I enjoy his movies. So yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Antichrist, that's a good horror movie. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go next or do you want me to go you next? You can go. All right. I got to look at my list. So I, I usually never do this, but I actually, uh, you know, I'm going to be on my phone this time because that's where <laughs> my list is. So because I don't remember my list off the top of my head. I spent a long time kind of deciding on it here. All right. So number five is a movie called The Skin I Live In. Have either of you seen that one? I've heard of it. Haven't seen it. it. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's 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 the kind of horror movie that like <clears throat> the material, like the, the like what it's about. It, it's it's about something pretty like pretty ugly and hideous. It's about like obsession and somebody who you know is pretty much who is holding somebody captive. Um, but I, I mean, I don't want to really talk about the plot too much cause it, it's another one of those movies that has a constantly changing, shifting plot and it's, it's very perverse and, and very, very, very twisted, but it's one of those films that you can like, it's actually well-made. It's, it's the kind of film that it's, it's well-made trash, I guess you could say, <laughs> you know, yeah. Be- because the subject matter is extremely distasteful, you know, and it's the kind of film where like if I were like working at a video store and somebody wanted a recommendation for a good horror, like a good foreign film, I would not choose the skin I live in. <laughs> so, huh. but, uh, I, I do, I highly recommend it though. Cause it, it's the kind of film that I found scary in a more authentic kind of way. Cause it was about like a scenario that like, I'm not going to say that it's like a realistic scenario, but you can imagine that there are people out there that are kind of twisted in those ways and, or like groups of people, you know, and, um, uh, Antonio Banderas is, he's, I mean, he's in pretty much all of the directors where the guy who directed it is this filmmaker, Pedro Almodovar, who has done a lot of really fantastic films. He's done some of my favorite films and, and this one, I, I wouldn't say the skin I live in is one of my favorites, favorite films of his, but I would definitely call it one of the best like horror films of the decade for sure. So nice. Okay. Uh, all right, I'll go with one that's off the beatenish path. Uh, I liked Creep. Did you guys see Creep? Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. It was on. It's on Netflix. It's a weirder one, and it was. It's Mark Duplass. And like I like. I kind of like him. He's. He makes just anything he wants. Apparently, it seems. Because I guess like his background is like he just made a lot of money off the stocks randomly, mm. and then just started making movies because he had the money to. And then <laughs> he makes like the Duplass <laughs> brother. I like their. They have a couple good ones. Like yeah, yeah, like that newer one with Ray Romano in it. He was in. No, oh. it, was really, it was like a Pen- drama. Pendleton. 
Yeah, Paddle- like that. Paddleton. Yeah, Paddleton. Really that one, that one was great. Yeah, yeah. It was good. So he has talent, mm. even though he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I think, and just yeah, Creep was really good because he had just like kind of realistic, as in like you know, just got a stalker of this family. Or it's been a while since I've seen it, so I forget exactly the. Yeah, he um he meets this guy over at Craigslist, and um <clears throat> it kind of becomes like a it kind of goes for I'm not gonna call it like a cable guy situation. It's more it's it's different than that. Like he yeah. hires this guy to film him telling his like like a uh, uh, telling his life story to his unborn children basically or his own his unborn son. Right, right. And so it starts off kind of like a like a pretty sort of like kind of a not necessarily like a charity thing, but just somebody doing someone a favor who they don't know and meeting the stranger. Um, who they've never met before, and um, then it kind of sort of devolves from there. And you could tell right off the bat he was a weirdo, yeah, like, or a creep. Yeah, he just was off. I know, and like that's kind of what made the film sort of uncomfortable. Is like the main character who's follow, who's like filming this guy. Like you can tell that he's kind of uncomfortable with him, but he he's like too nice a person to like say it to him like to like just tell him dude you're like making me uncomfortable or to even run away like he's too nice to run away basically and that's actually that ends up being sort of something that the that the that the that the creep of the title sort of brings up a couple times like oh you're a really nice guy you know he he's complimenting him on how kind he is it's actually it actually is a pretty creepy movie um (laughs) and like there were things about it that were a little bit irritating to me. Like there's a lot of jump scares in it. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. although I do kind of feel like he was like that, that they did it sort of like intentionally, like, cause they kind of knew that it was going to be annoying. And mm-hmm. I think at that point in the film, it's a movie that's sort of supposed to be like annoying and uncomfortable. And kind of like when you're watching it, like, it's not really like something you're supposed to be enjoying, but it's still kind of interesting. And actually I met somebody um, who has a tattoo of, uh, of, um, of peach fuzz. Peach. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? Which was peach fuzz? Who it's was that? the mask that he wears. Oh, okay. <clears throat> really? Yeah. You must have loved that um, movie, man. That's the best part of the movie. So I'm not going to spoil that, okay. but Unless you want to, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, you can. Yeah. yeah no, I don't want. I don't want to spoil it. So it's. But it's. That's the best part of the movie, and that's definitely the scariest aspect of it too. I liked it. I thought it was scary. You know. Yeah. It was. You know. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I liked it. Was a good one. Yeah. Good choice. Cool. So my n- number four is uh, American Psycho. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, how did you first see that one? I don't remember. Probably, you probably showed it to me in high school or something. That's where most of <laughs> a lot of the movies around that time came from. <laughs> I did that a couple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I really love that one. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think that was one of those movies that I think I heard about it from my older brother. He saw it on a date. <laughs> and which you know i i, I don't know I, I mean i think they they were fine after that but still like <laughs> definitely wouldn't have been a movie that i would have chosen to go out on a date with a person with i mean yeah. 
<clears throat> but no, I mean that's a it's a pretty smart movie. You know, they I liked the angle that they went with about like the Wall Street sort of figure and how they sort of so it's based on a book which the book is very very different from the film the film actually takes a very like a completely different approach than than the book does um and so like it's a it's an adaptation of a book that i would consider separate from the film you know so the film looking at it on its own own terms is is pretty easy and uh yeah i mean i i thought it was pretty funny actually i mean there were there were parts of it that were definitely like out there but i i mean i i like it was a well-done movie though so and christian bale that was sort of like a wasn't i mean i've i'd seen like a couple films that he did when he was young like when he was a kid you know there was empire of the sun and uh the the tv remake of treasure island which was pretty epic he he plays the main (laughs) character in that you know when he was a teenager but um yeah american psycho that was sort of his big sort of that's when he kind of became a household name almost yeah yeah yeah, that's how i first heard his name yeah you've seen it right yep yeah yeah a few times i love that movie (laughs) yeah yeah it was good yeah um okay hold on what was my number four Ah, okay. My number four pick, Save the Green Planet. So this is a, uh, it's a Korean movie. And I don't quite know if this would count as a horror movie. I mean, to me, it was a horror movie. I found it quite horrific. But it also kind of is like a science fiction film. So, but I, I say kind of like for a reason you know um but it's yeah that movie i found very 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 interesting and i that it's also it's the kind of film that you know people that i just don't hear people talk about very much so um and i spent and sometimes like people will bring it up when they're talking about like asian horror movies but since it's kind of debatable whether or not Save the Green Planet is a horror movie, I think it's kind of understandable why that one, it, why that one in particular, doesn't get brought up very much. So, but I really like that movie. That's that's one of my favorites. So, all right, uh, all right uh, I'll go with the Korean one then too. It's uh, the Host, you know, by Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, I, I mean, I just love him. Like, like all, all his movies are great. Yeah. Snowpiercer was okay, but my favorite's Memories of Murder. Yeah, definitely. Too. This yeah. horror movie of his was just this is my first one I saw of him, and I was just blown away when I saw it. I thought it was just crazy good, <laughs> even though like you know CG was cheesy and shit, but it was just different, and you could tell he was taking influence from you know American cinema, but definitely had just a Korean vibe like it was a korean movie for sure yeah but just a good monster <clears throat> horror flick yeah the host was great very emotional yeah like very very emotional you know but in a good way like it's about it's a movie about family and it's uh, yeah it's the kind of film where like 
he he's one of the things I love about Juno Bong is how good he is at balancing tone and rhythm. Like, because his his sort of more tragic elements often have comedic sides to them as well. Yep. And he's he's really good at sort of eking out sort of the humor of of existence and life and sadness and yeah. all that stuff. And and the host is definitely like no exception of that. I mean, I really that. Yeah, that movie was great. Yeah, that's why I liked so. it too. It just had some emotional impact in it as well. It wasn't just a straight like horror killer yeah. gore slasher. Yeah, and the characters had substance too. Yeah, like they had histories and they had like personalities. Yep. And it just it felt like the kind. It's the kind of movie where like you just you watch it and you just you can't help but wonder like why aren't more horror movies like this? Yeah. You know where they actually like have like a human side to them. I mean. All right. Uh, number three was Grindhouse. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I just I love the way that was done. Yeah, that was great, and yeah, it was great to see in the theater too. Yeah. It was fun, a fun theater to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like the best kind of film to see in the theater, you know, because yep. generally everybody who's who's there is on board with it. Yeah. Did and didn't we yeah. did we all see it together? Yeah. We might have, yeah. I think I mean, so. It's possible. <laughs> I think we I did. remember <laughs> I remember we went in like a pretty big group. Yeah, yeah. I went like, with a big group, so like, must have been. <laughs> at least like three or four people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even like, Yeah. Anyway, but um yeah, but no, that was great. And uh, yeah, what which which of the two films would you say you liked more? Probably Death Proof. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, did, <laughs> I did too. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to agree, actually. And like, why? So I'm a little puzzled. So like, why is? Because it, maybe it's maybe I've just been on the internet too much. But like, do, does it kind of feel like Death Proof sort of is considered like a bad movie by a lot of people? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get it, but it definitely just, is. Yeah, I think it's mostly boring. I think because a lot, like the first, most of it was them just chit chatting around in, the, in that bar for a good portion of it. Yeah, which but, I loved. But, I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. yeah, I loved it too. Yeah, I mean that's most Quentin Tarantino movies have the dialogue like that, so I don't get it. Yeah, that's why I loved it too. Just the dialogue. Yeah, I mean, the, and the dialogue, like it was the kind of dialogue you would expect you know but it, it like fit really well i thought like to for the like with what the whole film was about and like what was going on in it and and like the slow pace of it kind of like to me was worth it for because it was like the kind of movie that was like a slow build-up to a really devastating payoff and i thought that the the way the film ended was incredible like that was one of the best endings ever you know and that yeah. just kind of made made it sort of worth it yeah. Just the build up to that kind of epic climax. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I was great. Death, yeah, but um, Planet Terror though. I mean, I still liked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still good. But yeah. Death Proof is definitely the better one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number three for me is Let the Right One In. So, mm, nice, it's a good pick. Yeah um just 
yeah that just that movie just hit like the right kind of notes for me i felt like just the way it, the location it's set in the intimate feel that it has and just how it kind of shows how it's a vampire movie but it's one of the only vampire movies i can think of off the top of my head that shows humans as kind of being being like the bigger monster like the vampire character was like kind of like a big victim pretty much even though like it was still a vampire like you know i i just i like when films kind of can show sort of the other side of that and have it be more about the humans and what humans kind of do to each other you know yeah so i mean my, my favorite kind of horror films are the kind that tend to be like more like touching on like weirder kind of social societal political kind of themes you know like night of the living dead is an example of that kind of film and um yeah i just i i I love when horror films do that kind of thing so for me like this the fact that this was a vampire movie just made it even more interesting to me yeah it is one of my favorite movies ever and did you see thirst like the thirst the korean vampire movie i the one by um uh, Park Park Chan Woo. Um, I think I did. I it's think I good. did. Yeah. yeah, it has kind of the same similar. Like the vampire is kind of a victim. He doesn't like that he's a vampire. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like, I'm pretty sure I saw that one. Yeah. Um, if I saw the poster, uh, I'm not gonna look it up right now. But... I have it on DVD. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I I I think I saw that one. Uh, I've. I... I don't know. I went. I know I've seen like more than a few of his films. Uh, I like I've seen his entire Vengeance trilogy. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I did see Stoker as well. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's my number three. All right. <clears throat> I'll go with number three. Uh, I will do uh, the Quiet Place. The new, the new Quiet Place movie. Yeah. Sean Krasinski in it. I loved that movie. I mean, yeah, I love that movie. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I don't remember the reception of it. I know it, like, got, when it first came out, everyone loved it, but yeah, I feel I kind of did it get bad reception after the. I think it was after a, a couple of months being out. I feel like it did. I think what happened. It's another one of those movies where like the hype kind of killed it for a lot of people. Like yeah. when it came out, it got critically acclaimed and a lot of people who saw it, like I remember a couple people who saw it just that weekend that it came out who didn't really know what it was exactly. And they loved it. Um, so I think like the early buzz was so high that people saw it and were like, Oh, well it wasn't that good. You know, like they were expecting it to be like the next horror masterpiece or the next like Epic sort of film that, you know was supposed to be like really scary and brutal and all that stuff and it ended up being like something that was a little more simpler than they were expecting you know um i thought it was fine i mean i liked it i thought it was scary yeah i thought it was great yeah i mean i always enjoy films that kind of play with silence and sound and sound design is a very important thing in in horror movie yep so yeah it was great all around and even though the plot holes people can you know make give shit about it but eh, yeah i mean you could poke so many different kind of holes in plots like that but yeah i mean i don't know i did what the point is when i was watching it i didn't think about it 
so yeah yeah i was like okay that makes sense like the baby proof room yeah I was like okay I, I can see that work like maybe not a mattress itself would do it but you know i could they don't have to go into the details it's just uh, they made a baby proof room's fine enough for me yeah you know? yeah just, what's that i was gonna say it was cool seeing a different side of uh john krasinski yeah yeah <laughs> this was a good decade for that because Jordan Peele kind of did that too. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get him out of uh, fucking gym though. Always, <laughs> it's gonna be real hard. He's, yeah. he's doing good though. So, mm. yeah. And this is one a movie that did make me cry in the at the end. The so, ending was really was pretty cool. emotional. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Jordan Peele, my number two is Get Out. Yep, that was one of, on the list I figured someone would say. I yeah. loved Get Out. It was so good. I so almost, good. I almost put that on, but I was like, eh. I almost but, didn't, and then I, I came across it. I'm like, oh, why isn't that on there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Get Out is great, and like, I feel like it's gonna, it's one of those movies that's gonna age like really, really well too, because yeah. like. I kind oh, of yeah. feel like a lot of people who are watching it, like the like today, I I feel like a lot of people are kind of misunderstanding it, like because, and, and by the way, if you haven't watched that movie more than once, like I haven't, but I own it, it on DVD. Yeah. So it really is worth watching more than once. You catch a lot of the nuances of it, you know, because yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a misunderstood movie. Um, it's actually pretty profound the kind of horror that it's that it's exploring it's about something that's very real and yeah. um yeah i mean i mean yeah and you can tell jordan peele took took his time with this one and definitely had it brewing because like us i didn't necessarily think it was as like finely detailed and polished as you yeah know. yeah so. us didn't quite work as well you know i for in i don't know like to me get out is is the scarier film just in general oh, yeah, like sure. yeah the idea of sort of being trapped in like a void kind of being stuck in your own kind of head and all yeah, that stuff that's crazy that's a creepy creepy idea to me mm-hmm. but um us i kind of felt like us was a little overly ambitious you know the first two thirds of it were were pretty good but it kind of fell apart in the last act for me um, like just only the first act was like really good and then it's just wasn't as smart i guess i would say as get out yeah it was more yeah. straight straight horror thriller it wasn't too much to, i didn't see too much to you know look into into that one yeah i felt like there it was some but like it was more in your face instead of like a subtle yeah kind of like it definitely took some big chances but it didn't take the same like it didn't take as many chances as get out did i thought yeah like the way the get out that get out was cast even i mean that there was a lot of thought put into that aspect of it too yeah. i mean i love the tsa guy oh me too <laughs> yeah. So yeah and actually like have you are, so are you guys familiar with the original ending that they were gonna go with i've seen both at least 
yeah, initially that film I was. Forget which one the original was. The the I've seen both endings. The way it was originally going to end. Spoilers if you haven't seen Get Out. The original way it was going to end was the cop show up and he gets arrested and locked away, right? But the original one. Yeah, but in the theatrical version, they uh, the one that was released to theaters, they um the guy turns out to be his TSA friend yeah. and he drives away and they, they drive away off into the sunset, you know, like, like didn't, didn't he just blast the dude <laughs> sunrise? Too? I should say. Did yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Murder him, right. I think that's how it happened. Yeah. I mean, that was a better end. Ah, cause I don't even remember that other. One, yeah. So maybe I didn't see it. The, the, if you saw the, if you saw it in the theater, that you yeah, saw the the then you saw the TSA ending, which and I, but I also like, remember them saying there are two endings and watch I've watched like a YouTube video of the different endings so yeah I may have seen and just yeah. wasn't anything so the original stick. ending is on the DVD yeah, so yeah. um I definitely remember the ending of him coming in to save the day yeah <laughs> hell yeah and honestly I I preferred the film to end that way because like. Yeah. Even though oh, some yeah. people could argue the other, the original ending is more realistic, I suppose some people could argue that. But for this kind of movie, though, like I just I don't know I with, with what was going on with the character and everything, like I really wanted to actually see something positive happen. So so yeah, no, I liked Get Out a lot. That was great. Yeah, so. yeah. good one. Am I next? Yeah, yeah. Two or three? Uh, two. Oh, okay. So my number two, my number two is a French film called. Well, actually, I, I'm not really sure how to pronounce the original title, but the English translation is Inside. So okay. Have you seen that one? I haven't, but I've read about it. Yeah. So, have you seen that one? What was it? Inside. Inside. No. Okay, well, I would highly recommend not looking up the DVD cover because it has a really disgusting DVD cover. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is a, I mean, this is a pretty, uh, yeah, this movie throws a lot at you. Um, so this is a, this is essentially a film about a, a woman, a pregnant woman, uh, who gets attacked in her home by another woman who uh appears to want to steal her baby <laughs> um this movie scared me so badly that i actually had a panic attack watching it um and like it's it's interesting though because it's the kind of horror movie where you don't really feel guilty about watching it because it's it's two women going after each other rather than like what you see in a lot of horror movies where or um, like a lot of slasher films where it's like some kind of aggressive type of guy going after like a smaller female. Um, this movie is the two, the, the protagonist and the antagonist are pretty evenly matched. Um, except for the fact that one of them is pregnant and one of them isn't. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I, I never see horror movies where female characters go after each other. And this film, um, like, is definitely like about that. I mean, yeah, the, this film was uh, pretty scary and very, very, very disgusting. Yeah, it's it's on a lot of uh, most disturbing lists. Yeah. Well, that's my number two choice. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would recommend it to 
those who get like grossed out easily. Um, I most definitely wouldn't recommend it to anybody who's pregnant. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, but as far as horror films go, like that's one that I that like scared me like really really badly. So. Yeah. But the main character in it is great. You know, she kind of reminds me of a Tarantino character. You know, she definitely like. I mean, it's a battle between these two. You know, but yeah, and it all takes place in one location. So. Okay. So yeah, I'm off. off honestly, off the my number one because my number one would have been Get Out. So I'll just. See, um, I'm gonna go with It Follows for my number two. I guess, yeah. I, I like that movie. It's a fun one. Nice original kind of original plot. And I just like how just creepy it was. With like him just them following. <laughs> you know, It Follows. Did either of you see it or? Yeah, yeah. I no, haven't I... seen it yet. Oh, I totally agree. Like it out or it fall it follows. It it follows is actually really scary. Yeah, yeah. like and it's kind of scary, sort of in a in a like in a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of way, or like you know one of those sort of '80s like supernatural films, like Bad Dreams or something like that. That like it's just like really creepy and it's, it has like a creepy idea. So yeah, no, I, I I thought it follows was amazing actually. So yeah, it kind of, in my opinion like the final act is it gets it, it's kind of when it starts to sort of get a little bit too sort of over the top. Agreed. Yeah. You know, like the pool, the yeah. pool scene thing. Yeah, the, the whole yeah. thing that happens in the pool, that like kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah, like I get what they were going for, and it was it was like. You see that in a lot of 80s, like, and you see that in stuff like Stranger Things and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like, for this movie, it kind of—I thought if they'd gone with something a little bit like more minimal and softer, it actually would have been scarier. But I still thought what happened was pretty scary. Yeah, the way they did actually get rid of it was fairly minimal and yeah, still kind of creepy and disturbing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's also creepy to like think about like that idea honestly like when you actually like think of a scenario like that where you're constantly being chased by somebody that nobody else can see and who you know is actually going to do harm to you like yeah i mean that's an original idea and you know i mean this film kind of it, it, it sort of treated it like a sort of like an std or something like that yep. yeah and, which i thought like it's kind of an old school way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a curse that the last person that, you know, whoever has the curse sleeps with, it gets passed on to them. And then just some embodiment of like, mostly they're like worst fears and shit just follows them slowly. Like it, it walks. So that's why they call it like, you know, it follows. It's, it is a slow, like, you know, those kind of things, but it, seemingly has magical powers too because it kind of just shows up places and shit mm. and but yeah but the easiest way to get rid of it which i don't know do you want the spoilers or not or <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> yeah so like the two main leads they were you know trying to get rid of it and they're like saying let's just have sex and it'll follow me and i'll run and then eventually the chick was like no i don't want that for you dude and then she like just randomly goes and 
has sex with some stranger, like a trucker, I think, or something. Yeah. And then just walks off. And so he's he's that trucker. Is, I don't think she tells him about it because she's the first one to get it. And the guy, like, basically immediately tells her what's up. He's like, so? You're fucked. Good luck. Bye. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, and so she just kind of, you know, passes it on to a trucker. And I don't think she says what's going to happen to him. <laughs> and it's never clear what happens when the loop gets closed either, when it does kill the person that, you know. Or did it say? It, it goes, yeah, it goes, yeah, back, to it, it goes back to the previous person. So, so you're doomed, basically, okay. no matter so, what. So, yeah, she might be fucked even... Yeah, he wouldn't see it coming at yeah. all, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty like pessimistic horror movie. Yeah, like the atmosphere in it is like so hopeless. Yeah, yeah, it was so, shot really well. Yeah, definitely dreary. Have you seen the director's more more recent film, Under the Silver Lake? No, I've wanted to see that one though. It's really good, actually. It's it's good, yeah. yeah, I liked it. So. Anyway, it follows. <laughs> Alright, so my number one is the one I was most unsure about, but it's Train to Busan. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I had that on my honorable mentions list. Yeah, that's on my honorable <laughs> mentions list as well. <laughs> Probably should have been a little lower, but looking at all these other ones. But I was just like, yeah. I was, I was uh, kind of bored with the zombie genre, and then this one was so good. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it recently too. Yeah. No, that's definitely it's the best zombie movie that's come out in ages. I mean, yeah. yeah I to- totally agree. Yeah. That one. That one was, like I said, on my honorable mentions list as well. So, yeah. No, that's a really good one. And like, uh, like what an epic, honestly. Yeah. 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 It was an intense one. Yeah. This is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to watch that one again. Yeah. It was... Isn't it on... It's some, I saw it for free somewhere. I think it's on Netflix or something, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I got it in a subscription box a while ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. I really liked it. Because, yeah, I did just see it recently, too. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, my number one... Um, it's I I mentioned this one in the last one in the last in the top five horror films, uh, The Devil's Backbone. You know, again, just wanted to throw that one out there. <laughs> it's a must-watch. Very creepy, and very well done. So, and again, you know, it is a historical movie as well, so you do kind of have to pay attention a little bit. There's certain aspects of it that you know do require a little bit more from you as far as understanding the times but ultimately i mean what like if once you kind of get into the atmosphere of it and what it's about i mean i really like that's that's a horror movie that i've kind of come back to again and again i just really really love that one so that's the del toro one yes okay Uh, okay yeah never heard it yeah i get well, I heard it last time, but forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm to just it out. tossing it out there again. Yeah. <laughs> I have it in the, his Criterion box set. I have that. I haven't ah, watched it yet. It's a good box set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. 
All right, I guess, so how far back did we all, like, just the 2010 or? Um, pretty much, like, from 2000, like, from 2000 to 2019, like, like, whichever. I'll just do uh, 28 days later for my number one. That's a pretty, pretty easy pick for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, the, the vampire, or I mean, the zombie genre did get oversaturated, of course, but it. Yeah started mostly with this one the revival of it i think this helped revive the zombie thing and yeah, yeah. although many people can like don't consider it zombies Bleh. but i mean <laughs> yeah. it's close enough it fits into i mean what's the difference between this and world war z the ultimately yeah they're not zombies but it's a zombie movie yeah like agreed there's no matter how it's just like that's a genre that it doesn't necessarily have to be reanimated dead people in my opinion Mm. the uncontrollable you know like this movie yeah rage virus the crazies by me you know still zombie it's still a zombie movie (laughs) yeah 28 days later is great um and uh yeah pretty scary i mean although some people don't like the the last third of it like when like they go to the military base or whatever but yeah i mean I, i don't know like to me like i was still into it like it I still cared about the characters and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I was still scared by what ultimately happened. And that thing is played out. They do that a lot, I feel, in the zombie movies. Definitely. Like, they go to a military base, and then the military guys are fucked up and kill people. Yeah. And so even before that, it was played out. But I thought yeah. they executed it well. But still, it's just a kind of tired trope. I was like, ah. But still well executed. Yeah. I mean, the film was skillfully done enough that, like you're not really thinking about the fact that like, Oh, this is familiar. Oh, this is the part where they go to the grocery store or to I mean, stock up on supplies and all that they, stuff. I did have that thought when they went to the military base. I was like, Oh yeah, they're doing this in this movie. Damn. But, it's yeah. still good but i was like damn yeah i wish they did something a little different but. i think maybe the reason i didn't it didn't i didn't draw it didn't draw attention to me is just because i've seen so many zombie movies that it's like i'm almost more surprised at when they don't go to a military base at the end <laughs> yeah you know yeah so yeah, yeah. 28 days later excellent mm-hmm. all right so that's your number one um and i already said my number one well my number one would have been get out but yeah well yeah i also left off a uh, cabin in the woods in the void from last time so <laughs> yeah i left off cabin in the woods too and the sh- the mist <laughs> yeah it's good to try and like think of other ones yeah but i you know of course i got lazy and went with devil's backbone was number one so which eh, i don't know whatever i guess <laughs> yeah, um that's fine. Hold on, yeah, this was a tough list to put together yeah i mean it was a little bit, but I don't know. I thought I think our lists were pretty good. Do you guys have any honorable mentions that haven't been mentioned yet? Yeah. Uh, I've got a bunch. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, heredity? Oh, yeah, hereditary. <laughs> yeah, that's good. How do you pronounce you call it? You say hereditary? Yeah. The Yeah, hereditary was really scary, actually. I like that one. Yeah. And that was one I think that got a lot. That was another one where the hype sort of beat it beat it down a little bit, yeah, yeah, like because yeah. like the, what happened with the quiet quiet place. Um, did either of you see Midsummer? Not, not yet. I heard not good things though. I liked it a lot. Oh, really? Um, I gotta see it. Yeah. yeah, I don't. It's it's hard for me to say whether I liked it more than Hereditary because it's actually like 
I mean, it's quite a bit different. Like it's it's very much the same in a lot of ways, but it's a totally different kind of movie, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. And also, I think a lot of people kind of are going into it expecting it to be like a like a certain type of horror film, but it's actually not quite that type of horror movie that they're picturing. Like it's actually a little bit different than that. So yeah, I mean, it's ambitious. I mean, I wanted so. to see it, and my friend who's a big horror movie as well. He, he, he was a big fan of her hereditary. He went to see it. He saw it with his girlfriend and he hated it apparently, but like he has weird taste in movies in general. Like he has a lot of good movies I like, but like sometimes he just like hates really good shit for no reason, other than like an actor that's in it. He's like, I fucking hate that guy. And why I'm not watching this. Cause he's in it. Even if it could be like the greatest movie ever made, he'll, hate the movie just because he's in it but yeah <laughs> so like, i take his recommendations seriously but also like sometimes he just says no nah, this was fucking shit yeah. So, like, yeah. well, personally i liked personally i thought that uh, midsummer was really great the opening scene in my opinion was the scariest part um and in, and I kind of feel like the way it begins could almost be like a short film. And speaking of short films, the director, Ari Aster, uh, he directed a short film called uh, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons, which is pretty fucked up, you know. But I watched that one before I saw the movie Hereditary. And yeah, so that kind of gave me like a good idea what his style was. And so after I watched that, I was like, oh, no. Like, what am I even getting myself into with this hereditary movie, you know? But I watched it, and I actually thought it was really well done. Oh, and what's funny, too, I so I went to see Hereditary, uh, I don't know, it was late, and it was a long day for me, and I was just fucking tired, but I think it was coming near the end of its run, mm. so I was like, I gotta go see it, I gotta go see it. I fell asleep with like for, like, I think five to ten minutes. I missed the part where the girl's head gets knocked off, uh. and, like, I woke up a little bit. I woke up a little bit later, not too much long later. I was like, they were all pissed at the, at the kid, and he didn't seem to give a fuck. I was like, wait, I missed something. Yeah. You know, I clued together that, you know, he ran the chick's head off, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean... So I gotta, but, even even me missing that, you know, the most shocking scene they say and like people are saying, I, I still liked it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> when that happened, <laughs> when that happened, like, there were like two or three people that left the theater in front of me. Oh, like, really? That was just like. Yeah, no, because I remember yeah. the party that they were at and then I fell asleep and then woke up to them him getting yelled at for her death. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Shit, I missed yeah. something. Tony Collette. <laughs> yeah. Her performance oh, was so her. good. She's yeah. just good in everything. Wow. Yeah, Hereditary was good. Any more honorable mentions? Uh, I had The Witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I almost put that in my top five. but yeah. I thought one of you might do that. Yeah. yeah. That's another one that's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah, The Witch is amazing. You know? And, you know, there's just the way that that film was cast they got like the cast down perfectly mm-hmm. you know just that had they had the the, the slightly kind of inbred look to them which just fit the atmosphere and the tone and the location perfectly i mean it was just like yeah that was a great film and i really i i've heard that the lighthouse the director's newest movie that, that like the dialogue in it in that one is kind of hard to understand too in the same way that the witch is which I, I kinda like I kinda like what he's got going on here with these movies. Yeah. Like Yeah, I wanna see that so bad. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Like it's I like I just I, I love stuff like that, you know. That's an interesting idea, you know. 
Anybody else have anything? Uh, I wrote down uh, The Descent. The Descent's great. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember much of it, really, because I saw it when it came out. I mean, it's a 2005 movie. I <laughs> saw I saw it on DVD when it came out, but and I remember I was. it actually just scared me in general. Yeah. So I don't remember like a lot about it, but I do remember it was pretty frightening. The descent was really scary, actually. Yeah, like I thought, like the scenes that kind of in the first half of the movie where they're kind of traveling through the cave and like navigating it and stuff like that. Those those were the scariest parts, for in my opinion. Once the once the kind of creatures, once the inbred sort of monsters show up, that's when it kind of becomes a little bit more uh, like familiar but yeah, yeah, it yeah. still manages to be really scary and emotional i honestly didn't even know if they were going to fully show this those things as much as they were going to or as much as they did yeah they were going to like leave them you know kind of in the shadows and shit and, yeah but i'm glad they went full out on it that was one thing i remember appreciating yeah it was pretty gnarly yeah yep so um and the ending to that movie was great. Wasn't there two endings to that one as well? Um, well, okay. So it gets messed up because when they released it in America, I guess they gave it a little bit more of a happier ending. Well, I mean, not happy, but like more of like a, like she like gets rescued and then there's like a jump scare or something like that. Whereas like in the original ending, um, she's still in the cave at the end and she, and she perishes. That's what I kind of thought happened. Like she basically, like she's, because you know how her daughter dies at the beginning. So yeah, she's like yeah. celebrating. It's actually really, it's actually a really moving ending. I, I loved it. Like she's like sitting there with her daughter having like this birthday cake. And it's like, and she's like in the cave and it's sort of implied that she didn't make it, you know, but then they kind of retconned that by making a sequel. Um, I, yeah, I didn't watch that. So <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> that's all I can say. It's not a good, not a good sequel. Yeah. Um. Uh, any more? Or... No. <laughs> well, I mean, my uh, my list includes uh, the Isle, um, a mare, uh, uh, REC wreck. Which have you guys seen that one? It's a, a uh, Spanish found footage movie. I know it. I know it. Uh, I have the box set, but I haven't watched them yet. Yeah. The first one's the best one. I I saw the sequel, but I wasn't as good. Um, oh, there was, oh, there was a it's a werewolf movie from the early two thousands, Ginger Snaps, which is a yeah, Canadian I've film. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that it, one was good. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking the idea of like female puberty and and make and making it a, a metaphor for like uh, turning it like turning into a werewolf. Yeah. I mean, I like I that. liked that movie actually. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. That was really good. Um, there's a Japanese found footage movie I saw called No Roy. Um, it's also known as The Curse. That's kind of a hard one to find. I don't think it's available on Region 1. I don't think. But that movie, I think it might be on YouTube. You know, That's how I saw it. So, And that was years ago. Um, but that one was actually really scary. Um, May, which is about this girl who um, she's like cutting people's body parts off and wanting to make like a living doll out of them i mean she doesn't i mean that's that's kind of like a general summary of it it takes a while before it gets, it's actually kind of more of a character study like 
it's like a ticking time bomb kind of movie kind of like joker actually where it's like her descent into insanity and she's like this geeky like awkward high school girl doesn't fit in she's kind of morbidly inclined you know but she's likable but so it's kind of like carrie in a way too but i like that movie a lot um some of these that i have on this the orphanage did you guys ever see that one no Oh, I love that one. That's another Spanish horror movie that was really good. Some of the films that I have on this list are kind of like, um, what do you call it? Um, not really horror movies exactly, but like like Requiem for a Dream, like Fangoria considers that a horror movie. But huh. I don't know if it technically is. I wouldn't. Um, <clears throat> Splice, I don't know if that's more of a science fiction film, but I really like that one. Um, that's kind of a pessimistic movie. Um, bug about Ashley Judd, like in the hotel room with Michael um, Michael Shannon. Did you guys ever see that one? Another one I have, but haven't watched yet. <laughs> um, it's it, I like it. Um, the Loved Ones, which is an Australian I've seen horror movie. That one. Yeah, I love that one. That's a good one. My sister got it uh, when she was studying abroad in Australia. She brought it home for me. Oh, nice. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that's a good one. Um, let's see, Little Audic, which is by this, um, this filmmaker um, John Fonkmeer, who's he does like animation, um, at, like stop motion animation, and um, <clears throat> that one's pretty creepy, mainly because of the animation. Um, <clears throat> and then for 2010s, I have The Witch. I have The Black Coat's Daughter which is by the same company that did the, the A24. Um, yeah. And I, that movie, that's that's not like your typical kind of horror movie. It's not really a scary one, but that one, like I am constantly thinking about. Um, Train to Busan I have on here. I have The Wailing, which is another Asian film that's really scary. Um, Berberian Sound Studio, which I was mentioning earlier how sound design kind of is an important thing to have in a lot of horror movies. And that one makes pretty good use of it. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know, just a lot of weird stuff. Um, you guys want me to keep going? Uh, <laughs> it's getting too late. What about The Gift? Did you guys see that one? It's not really a horror movie, it's more of a thriller. I haven't seen that one. I don't think I've seen that one. It's really good. I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's with Jason Bateman. It's kind of um, like Creep, it has like the same kind of plot where there's a guy that's kind of obsessed ish with uh this new family that moved in jason bateman just moved in and it's a neighbor down the street that you know kind of sneaks in and does just creepy shit it's more of a thriller in in that sense yeah but yeah it's a good one i haven't seen it and there's there's a twist in the end there too so well anything with a good twist and i definitely recommend the gift yeah with jason bateman twists can be really good (laughs) You guys ever see The Love Witch? No. That's a good weird one. It's very thoughtful. I like that. Let's see. The uh-huh. Babadook. I really liked. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, there's one called Snowtown, which is an Australian movie. It's very, very disturbing. I don't know if I'd recommend that one, but that one scared me. Um, I saw that one in, when it was uh, in the theater, too. Um Although when it when it was re-released, it was re, like the title was changed to the Snowtown Murders, which I okay. prefer the title Snowtown. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, 
I like a lot of heavier kind of horror films. Um, Starry Eyes. Did you guys ever see that one? No. No. It's kind of like Videodrome, um, except it's about a woman who wants to be. It's about this, like this kind of young woman who she wants to be like an actress and like a like a famous kind of actress, and she gets kind of a weird offer from a Hollywood studio. And I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I I like that one. I thought that one was pretty scary. Um, yeah, I don't know. <coughs> a bunch of weird ones, but... yeah. uh, one I I had was a uh, Raw, the cannibal movie. Yeah, I like that one. That was good. Yeah. Okay. I like I that one. That's basically all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Without yeah. going onto the internet and just keep listing stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It was that movie that came out. Um, I think that new. Gusper Noye film um, Climax. Did you guys see that one? It's on my list. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that one is. I I'd say that one counts as a horror movie, definitely. Um, that one's pretty messed up though. Um, but that's by the same director as uh, um, what was the one you uh oh uh Enter the Void. Oh really? Yeah. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a dance movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and speaking of, of dance movies, um, the remake of Suspiria, that's another one I would mention, was good. You know, that's kind of more like ritualistic dance. Though. That's not really like ballet or, you know, or anything. Or not, it's not the kind of dancing you'd see in like Step Up or anything like that. It's more like interpretive dance. There's, um, there's like these scenes of them like dancing and almost like this birthing ritual um i mean it's about like a, a bunch of witches at a dance studio and tilda swinton is in it oh, nice. it's i like that movie a lot but i could see how like s- some people wouldn't because it's pretty strange it's really long too it's like over two and a half hours oh. yeah. Yeah. anyway so you guys have any more i think we covered most of the most of the big ones that people like you know yeah. so yeah. not that that was the intention but you know so. i guess what would you what we do in the shadows would that count as a horror movie i mean i guess <laughs> i love that one i love that movie yeah that's kind of a co- is that a spoof probably not no not really kind of maybe more mildly mildly yeah yeah um, yeah all right. Still gotta check out that TV series though. <laughs> yeah, I just started it finally. I'm, uh, it's, yeah, it's exactly, exactly what I need is like weird jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's right. my kind of thing. So that's that's what I'm on board for these days. So nice. that's I think also kind of why I want like I want to see another really good like Pixar movie because they're really good with their humor. So uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was the last one they did. Toy Story 4. Yeah, that was, was a good, good one. Oh. Fucking, I, my favorite was Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille is definitely that's in my top three. Yeah. That one, that one and Wally kind of go back and forth. So, did you see Coco? I loved Coco. Oh my god, I bawled. Yeah, so hard. <laughs> Speaking of that tears, was yeah, most, that was probably the most tearjerker movie I've ever seen. It was just like. I don't yeah. know, probably halfway through my eyes were just like fucking leaking. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it was so, that one. So good. <laughs> yeah, that one might be 
I don't know. I'd have to watch that one again. But that one, that one could be one of my favorites, though. Like that could yeah. be in my top five or top three. So I don't know. They've done some pretty amazing stuff, though. Yeah. You know, Finding Nemo. When you really think about it, like that's pretty ambitious to try to animate water so realistically, considering how hard water is to animate. I mean, yeah. and they did it like that. That was a technical achievement right there. Was Finding Nemo, and then they did it again with Finding Dory, which wasn't as good, but still. No. Yeah, it was fine. And apparently the good dinosaur had a huge technical achievement in the background and shit. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Yeah, because yeah, actually, because I hate, I did not like that movie. But like, the I noticed like the background just looked like straight up actual real life background and shit. But yeah, <laughs> imposed were Pixar characters. So like fucking looked weird as hell. <laughs> like Pixar guys were running through a real forest and shit. It was yeah. Like, I don't remember the good dinosaur. I I watched it when I was like I think I watched it while I was like babysitting or something. So like I wasn't really paying much attention to the plot, you know. It was like the Lion King meets Tarzanish kind of thing. Hmm, that sounds kind of Lion Kingy. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys see the live action Lion King by the way? No. No. I didn't mind Barely it as much have... as if oh, what? I was gonna I don't have much interest in the live action Disney stuff. Yeah. Most of it's not Aladdin. any good. No, Aladdin may be the only exception. I want to see that one. <laughs> yeah. Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I forgot he did direct And Tim Burton did Dumbo. It's like, oh, okay. Bringing back some, some of the old, 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 you know, the, the classics. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The Lion King, like, I didn't really mind it as much as other people did. Like, I actually thought the visuals were pretty cool. You know, and I think, and everybody was kind of criticizing the visuals for their lack of emotion and all that stuff. But, like, I don't know, to me, like, I didn't really think it was a lack of emotion, like, because I, it it's really because they look like real animals. And most people don't think that real animals look emotional just yeah. in general. And so they don't look as emotional as the original Lion King does. But that's only because the characters in the original Lion King were animated to look kind of more like human like relatable in on human terms in the face you know so the so they'll have like pupils and they'll have like human like expressions but the remake doesn't have human like expressions it has very animal like expressions but i thought that was cool everything else about it was like mm, it wasn't as good as the original i mean the original is one of the best animated movies of all time yep. so of course like this doesn't live up to that by any stretch of the imagination um but i mean if you want like a cool looking movie like that you can kind of have on in the background like you don't even need to because li- the music's not as good as it was in the original either like you don't even have to have the sound on you can just like watch the lions duking it out with each other <laughs> and it actually looks pretty cool like it looks pretty realistic you know so like i give it you know i would recommend it based on the visuals and just the visuals okay. so but i would agree though in general the live action disney movies haven't been the greatest i liked cinderella because i thought the dresses were cool um and i mean i didn't mind the jungle book i didn't mind pete's dragon i didn't mind um beauty and the beast i mean i had problems with all of them but whatever and yeah i mean there's not really much else to say about them yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know how we got on that topic all right (laughs) all right so have a good night Any, wait, anything else anybody else wants to say? 
I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we sure did. Oh my gosh. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Cool. Good night, everybody. Sweet dreams. See ya. <laughs> Bye.